The Right Hook Podcast. Make business sense on the road with the Mitsubishi Outlander Business, the two-seater SUV with low BIK, 200 euro VRT and a five-year warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie It is, of course, Bill Hughes now. He's dropped in because it's a very exciting time of the week when he picks his essential songs. The problem with this, of course, is depending on the year he picks, it depends my general good humour or otherwise. Bill Hughes, welcome to the programme. Hello, I'm a feeder, so I think I might be trying to make you happy today. Oh, yeah? I think I'm trying desperately to make you happy. Um, I've gone back to the 50s, so yeah. I know that's a start in the right direction, but I've gone to 1953. Oh, I can Now, this is really interesting. You were very young. I was, 12. But, but remember here that RT wasn't broadcasting all day, so therefore you were listening to the BBC, probably Radio Luxembourg, maybe. Um, so I'd be up to date with the hit parade of 1953. I'm really interested in what to choose now. This is really Well, cool. the first song was written by a guy called, um, well, his real name was Winston L. Moore, but his stage name was Slim Willett. And he wrote this song and it became an unbelievable hit for Mr. Perry Como. And the song was Don't Let the Stars Get In Your Eyes. Do you remember this? Oh, don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't, don't let, let the, the moon, moon break, break your, your heart. heart. <laughs> there you go now. So, oh. Thank God we're not singing. Now, Perry Como's dad told him, interestingly, listen, if you're thinking of having a singing career, you should be a barber first. So Perry Como's trained barber. He also was a gifted musical prodigy as a child. Oh. His father and mother were from the Abruzzo town of... Palena in Italy Mm. and they had both come through um, Ellis Island in 1910 and Perry Como was the seventh son of a seventh son. Wow. And he was actually one of 13 children of Pietro Como and Lucia Travellini and they uh, set up home in Cannonsburg Pennsylvania. So they once they got to Ellis Island, they didn't travel very far east, far west from there. Um, uh, he was the first of their children born in the United States. And he didn't begin speaking English until he went to school because they only talked English at home. Only talked Italian. Only home. talked yeah. Italian. Sorry. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, now, Pietro bought an old secondhand organ for three dollars and had it in the house in the hope that there would be music. And as soon as Perry was able to toddle, he toddled, <laughs> he toddled over to the organ and started to just pick out notes. But he was able to pick up music and play it by ear. And as a result, he had this fantastic musical ability so that by the time he was in high school, in his teenage years... He was an accomplished trombone player in the town's brass band. He played guitar. He played the organ singing at weddings. And he was also the organist in church. So he's one of those kids that music was just him and it just came out of every pore. And then, you know, he was born back in 1912. So he died in 2001. He really was as well known in America for his TV work as for his uh, music. He was the one who set the bar 
for musical variety shows on TV. The the Perry Como show was the the gold standard that everybody tried to emulate. And he also did uh, one of those, as they were at the time, sponsored programmes. And his was by Kraft, the Kraft Music Hall, as in K-R-A-F-T, like the margarine people and cheese cheese, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but then his television shows sold around the world. But he signed a deal with RCA Victor as a kid and he he stayed true to the record label. You know the way people always bounce around from record label to He stayed signed to RCA Victor for 44 years and sold over a hundred million records for them. So he stayed he stayed with them and he enjoyed his time with them. Um, when you think of Perry Como for the younger audience, people do remember that he did beautiful interpretations of modern songs like And I Love You So, Don McLean's song, or The Days of Wine and Roses, Henry Mancini, or For the Good Times, Chris Christopherson. And he had other hits like Catch a Falling Star and Magic Moments and It's Impossible. Like beautiful, beautiful songs. I I loved his Magic Moments. Yeah. I love that. The other one, he had a great one, um, which was uh, he used all the states of America in the song. That was a fun item from yeah. his TV was m- music show, uh, like his variety show. And that was a fun item that then got transposed into being a, a, a single. And yeah. uh, What did Delaware a, well, boy... Uh, what did Delaware, yeah. And, yeah, all, uh, and, yeah. and he used every stage. Yeah. Yeah, but fun. he was his terrific character and uh, he was married from... He married his childhood sweetheart they were married for 62 years and then she died suddenly of a stroke. It completely devastated him. He was unprepared for life without her. Um, but he was the most clean living, the most... Uh, like, there's no there's no dirt on Perry Como. <laughs> no matter how hard you dig, there's just nothing on him. He never did anyone a bad turn. Can we never. listen to this? Well, let's because listen to this him. is a great voice. The, the wonderful Perry Como and Bill. Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't let the moon break your heart Love blooms at night In daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart from me For someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love Too many nights Too many nights Too many stars Too many stars change your mind don't let the moon change your mind if i'm gone too long don't forget where you belong when the stars come out remember you are mine don't let the stars get in your eyes don't let the moon break your heart love blooms at night Daylight it dies, don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart from me for someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever Bye. 
But it's a foot-tapping arrangement, as they used to say. Um, and, of course, don't forget, Bill Hughes is with me. We're looking at the essential songs of 1953, and that was Perry Como's Don't Let the Stars Get In Your Eyes. You, you can also go to Spotify, of course, uh, the essential songs on the right hook, and all Bill's essential songs are there. And uh, nowadays, when I go to Cork, Bill, I just play your essential songs on Spotify all the way to Cork. And they get you there. They get me there. Now, um, they, they, the one thing about Pericomo is, and the same thing about Sinatra, breathing is crucially important for a singer. Mm. And if you think of the length of some of those uh, sentences, if you like, and it's seamless in terms of breathing, it's just wonderful. I can't wait for number two here. I'm all excited. Well, part of his TV music variety show would have been to showcase new talent. Okay. And he always kept his eye out and his producers kept their eyes out for new talent. Female? And one young woman that he featured in his talent showcase. I don't know if you have any recollection of her at all, but her name was June Valley, as in V-A-L-L-I. Yeah. And June Valley... But was that her screen? Her, uh, yeah, that was name? her professional name. Her real name was June Folia, F-O-G-L-I-A. No, June Valley doesn't uh, dig me at all. June Valley had a massive hit. Now, the thing is, her version of this song was sometimes overshadowed by Elvis's version of this song, which came much later. But in 1953, June Valley recorded Crying in the Chapel. And yeah. Crying in the Chapel was huge for her. Oh, it was written by Artie Glenn for his son, Daryl. And Daryl recorded it uh, for his high school. Um, uh, it became a local hit. Um, but they couldn't get a publishing deal on it. And in those days, you had to be published. People had to know that there was sheet music. That's right, because, in fact, um, the top of the pops, as it was then known, was based on sheet music sales, not record yep. sales. Yeah. And when you went by the record store, remember, in Oliver Plunkett Street in Cork, as a schoolboy, on the window were not records. It was the sheet music, and there was a picture of a guy in a sweater or a cardigan or whatever it happened to be. Now, I didn't... Uh, crying in chapel, I know what June Valley is like, but I didn't like Elvis either, so I, it probably well, passed wait me hear. by. Wait ah. till you hear her version. So anyway, as I was saying, it was rejected yeah. by Hill and Range songs, it was rejected by Acuff Rose music, and it was eventually published by Valley Publishers. And that's when it came to the attention of June Valley. She was looking for a song. Everybody was very excited about her voice. She had a big voice. You'll hear the voice now. And uh, the orchestra was directed by Joe Reisman, 
They got together in New York City on June 11th, 1953. And what we're about to hear was the result of that. Now, Elvis didn't record the song until 1960. And then there's a really funny recording. Well, it's not funny, but some purists would reach into their uh, radios right now and punch me for saying this. But the version by uh, the Wailers, uh, Bob Marley on lead vocals, guitar, Rita Marley and Peter Tosh on harmony vocals, they recorded a version in Kingston, Jamaica in 1968. And you've you heard of Bob Marley and the Wailers. Like, yeah, they were massive. Did, yeah. yeah, but they brought out a version of this and it, w- it was huge. But um, June Valley, because of this song, got uh, onto the Ed Sullivan show, onto the Perry Como show, and she ended up having a tremendous career in America as a TV presenter. She also went on to have other singles like Strange Sensation, Shoulder to Cry On, uh, Why Don't You Believe Me? And she also did a version of Unchained Melody. And she was also known for singing duets with Mel Torme and Fats Domino. But perhaps her biggest claim to fame in America was she was the voice of Chiquita Bananas on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you hear her. But now it's June Valley and Crying in the Chapel. me crying in the chapel the tears I shed were tears of joy I know the meaning of contentment now I am happy with the Just a plain and simple chapel Where humble people go to pray I pray the Lord that I'll grow stronger As I live from day to day I've searched and I've searched, but I couldn't find no way on earth to gain peace of mind. Now I'm happy in the
All right, it's Essential Songs of 1953 with Bill Hughes, his choice there, and I have to stress it was his choice, it wouldn't have been mine. June Valley and Crying in the Chapel. You didn't like it, no? No, left me, left me cold. Oh, I loved the big pain sweep of it. Uh, luckily, I am now following that up with the woman described by Orson Welles as the most exciting woman in the world. Rita Hayworth. No. <laughs> Funnily enough, no. <laughs> Eartha Kitt. Oh, what was this? I saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus. No, no, no. Santa Baby was her hit. Was it? Yeah, not, I saw Daddy. Yeah, Ceci Bon is oh, the yeah, song. Yeah. Ceci Bon from 1953. Yeah. fabulous voice. She has the vibrato, isn't that She right? does, yeah, and the purr of a cat. It was a French popular song composed in 47 by Henry Betty and the lyrics by André Ornay and the English lyrics written in 1950 by Jerry Seelan. Now, Eartha Kitt, she came from the wrong side of the tracks. She was born on a cotton plantation near the small town of North in Orangeburg, South Car- uh, County, South Carolina. And uh, her mother was Cherokee and African and her mother it would seem, was raped by a German landowner in the area and Eartha was the result of the rape. So this was not the best way to come into the world. Um, She was brought up by relations and she had to battle all her life against every kind of uh, prejudice. Uh, The race card was played against her, the illegitimate card was played against her. Like, she really came into the world... Uh, some people say with silver spoon, she came in with a plastic spoon that was broken, you know. So when you look at what she then, the career she built for herself, she was an amazing student. She became fluent in four languages. She could sing in seven of them. Uh, she was never afraid. She was um, a stand-up comedian as well as a singer and an actress and a cabaret star, dancer and she was also a voice artist. She did some work for Disney. And to to pull all of that together, she had massive hits with Santa Baby, she had, uh, Ceci Bond. These were the, the things. She then became Catwoman in the TV series of Batman. And uh, she began her career on stage in the original Broadway production of Carib Song. But she had, in the early 50s, six top 30 hits in the U.S., Uh, including I Want to Be Evil. But our most notable recordings later in life were Under the Bridges of Paris, Just an Old Fashioned Girl, uh, Where Is My Man? I mean, these were massive. I saw her in the West End in 1986-87 in Follies, Stephen Sondheim's Follies. Now, it was an extraordinary production. Diana Rigg, Honor Blackman, Eartha Kitt, Together on Stage, singing Sondheim songs. And she had the song, I'm Still Here, which is a phenomenal big one. You know, really, it's it's a real philosophy song, you know. Eartha Kitt, uh, I mean, it completely different, but I think wasn't rivaled as a black singer uh, until Tina Turner arrived almost. Tina Turner had the same sort of, uh, like there was a voice, mm. but but both Eartha Kitt and Tina Turner exude. A gutsiness. Don't they? 
Yeah. And, and also an extraordinary sexuality. And Eartha Kitt played on that very oh, yeah. much. Very much she? so, the, as the sex kitten. Yeah. She got into terrible trouble. Her career was just starting to really take off. And she was invited to a White House luncheon by Lady Bird Johnson. And at the lunch, uh, she said to Lady Bird Johnson privately about the Vietnam War, she said, you send the best of this country off to be shot and maimed. No wonder the kids rebel and take pot. And Mrs. Johnson apparently went hysterical, broke down in tears. Eartha Kitt was banned from the White House. But as a result, all her concert bookings dried up. She had to move to Europe to try. So for 10 years, the damage from that one comment. Really? Yeah. She got into terrible story, uh, trouble. But she's um, she was a fighter, you know. And then she died in 2008. I was a great fan of hers. I thought she was just a powerful woman. And, you know, she would wear those leopard skin jumpsuits and sprawl herself out on a couch and then sing and just, you know, yeah. sing great songs. All right. This is great stuff. He's finally redeemed himself. Uh, Bill Hughes, back in 1953, Essential Songs, which you can get, don't forget, on Spotify by simply going to Essential Songs on the right hook. They're all there. All Bill's Essential Songs. But now, uh, it is the wonderful Eartha Kitt and... Say Seabon. C'est si bon de partir n'importe où, bras dessus, bras dessous, en chantant des chansons. C'est si bon de se dire des mots doux, de petits rien dit-tu, mais qui ont dit en langue, en voyant notre mineur. Les passants dans la rue nous envient. C'est si bon de guetter dans ses yeux une esprame merveilleuse qui donnait la prison. C'est si bon ces petites sensations. Ça vaut mieux que million. C'est tellement, tellement bon. C'est bon. Voilà, c'est bon. Les passants dans la rue. Bras dessus, bras dessus. En chantant des chansons. Quel esprit merveilleux. C'est bon. Je cherche un millionnaire avec des grands Cadillac cars, mink coats, Nobody in South Carolina before or since could speak French like that. I don't think no, so. No, it's true, though. I mean, it's magnificent. Michael Graham, another uh, South Carolina-born chappy, uh, couldn't possibly uh, sing like that. I can't believe you said his name during this segment of the show. It's the only time I turn you off, George. I can't listen to him. But she, that is... I mean, that encapsulates Eartha Kitt. One, command of language. Two, the whole cat purr sort of sound and the absolute rampant sexuality of it. 
Do you yeah, know what Orson I mean? Welles got it right <laughs> when he job. said that, yeah. And he used her in productions. He cast her as Helen of Troy in his Dr. Faustus and he, he just believed in her and was always trying to... People used to say they had an affair, but she said, no, yeah. we, had, we had an emotional affair, but it was never consummated, she All said. Right. So... All right, hey, listen, I'm in Boston next week, but of course I will talk to you. Restaurant tip for Boston, please? Oh, uh, legal seafood down at the World Trade Centre. You All have right. to try it. Oh, yeah. We're broadcasting from the World Trade Centre and Seaport Hotel, so uh, Bill Hughes won't miss a beat next week with Essential Songs. This week, 1953. Who knows what it is next week?